0: Should drive up to the woods and and bang on some trees and make bigfoot sounds
1: and see which
2: one. We'd have to get pretty far out in the woods to do that to make it worth our time. And that sounds like camping in the cold again. Yeah. I, <laughs> no. I can't I can't justify just like pulling off the parks highway and like going twenty <laughs> feet in the woods and be like, ooh, ooh like wood noises and oh, shit. Sure. I not walk. <laughs> <Yeah>. oh, <Mark. laughs> Yeah, so we would—it would have to be like three weeks. We're gone in the deep woods of Alaska. Not according to the stories I've read. Welcome back to the freaky deaky (laughs) summer break. We're back with Alex and Chris. You guys have graced us with your presence once more. It's not an hour after we recorded that last one. It's actually the next Thursday. Can you believe it? Time really does fly. So Christian, uh, you want, what are you going to be sharing with us today? We've got a kind of an interesting episode today where Christian's going to be sharing some of his favorite Bigfoot stories. And for those of you listeners that have been around for a while, you may recognize Christian as the skeptic of the group. I really hope. <sighs> Sorry, Christian is the skeptic and the unprofessional of the group. But, uh, that was his RTD2 noises coming from his text message, which is now on silent. I apologize, that but intro was going so smooth. it was right. I never do that. Anyway, Christian's yeah. going to be, he's the skeptic of the group. And he's going to be sharing some Bigfoot stories that he has really enjoyed coming across. And since this is, a summer break episode, I thought kind of fitting. What if we did like a little campfire style? We get this nice, maybe some crackling fire. Maybe, Yeah, Scott, turn that on when you're editing. Here it is. Enjoy it. Yeah, and that's Alex beatboxing. We get some of Alex beatboxing. <laughs>
1: With his drop. Out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Alex and his banana. That ones. was so definitely there, yeah.
3: not me. That was definitely a fire.
2: Yeah, so anyway, Christian, would you like to uh, take it away, man? I'm blabbering. Blabbering. That's kind of normal at the beginning and the end
0: um so you for the podcast i do a bunch of different reading and research not really research just a lot of reading and trying to find interesting stories for us and i came across a guy named rusty Wilsh. i came across a guy named rusty
2: wilson Okay, we need to do that. One. We need to do a clean, cleaner version of that where nobody's laughing. Rush
3: tuition, rush tuition. You, you, It's the su- it's wheel? the <laughs> Southern effect. When you're around Chris, everybody starts to pick up on the accent. <laughs> on our camping trip, I think, what's today? She's like, she was
1: speaking. I've been messaging. Yeah,
3: yeah. she's like, I'm, she started speaking. Yeah. What the fuck is happening?
2: Yeah. Some people do that automatically. Science. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Christian, please tell us about Rusty Wilson. Rusty Wilson. <laughs> there it is. I believe he's a fishing guy. I believe he's a fishing guide. Drink some water. Take a second. <laughs> drink Drink some liquid. I just did. I know. You didn't make it happen again. It's going to happen. We want, people, we want people to tune in for longer than a minute and a half. <laughs>
0: okay.
2: Yeah, I'm going to drink some of this Jamaica Cola that's not the same from last week. Wait, you know, I know the problem. I, know. I don't just, know how cola can be gold. I'm just saying. Guys, okay, it's urine. You were right. You were right at first. I peed in a bottle. I kind of liked it. These <laughs> th- these things happen, right? He's rehydrating. That is not
0: his urine. That is the urine of a okay, reindeer in... It's getting, weird. It's in,
3: getting <laughs> weird. That's the jellyfish a, a killing reindeer here
0: in... Yeah, uh, Siberian, Arctic. Good grief! That is, <laughs> <Back to you. laughs> that is eating
2: mushrooms. Back. Can we get back to? Rusty Christian, this took a, such a weird turn. Can we get back to Rusty Wilson? We're all hydrated. Okay.
0: Fishing guide Rusty Wilson.
2: Yes. The whole his stories are
0: called campfire stories because what he does is he goes and guides people when they're fishing. They come back to the camp. And he makes what's called the Dutch oven dinner on the campfire. So, and then they tell stories. And a lot of them are Bigfoot stories. You guys okay? You can laugh
2: out loud. It's funny. No, it's, it was childish. I was yeah. laughing. I was I mean, laughing. absolutely. Was Dutch oven. <laughs> I, was laughing, I was laughing about something very childish. And I'm trying to be mature for our listeners. so. Oh, I can't even yeah. see you. I need to keep an eye on your ass. Oh yeah, I was laughing, and then I looked over. Alex was it's laughing, and I looked fun. over. I was like,
1: nothing better than a campfire,
2: Dutch oven. Dutch oven. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is that like some urban no, phrase it's, it's that it's I don't humor. know about? <laughs> it's, it's you know, it's, it's fart humor, Christian, and we're not about it on this podcast. So my apologies. It, you can't cancel me if I apologized. Okay, it's not possible. Continue. D- Dutch does, ovens. Dutch oven. Does that mean fart? it uh, it's a not technique exactly. there's a whole thing we don't have to get into it you know it's a little
3: more in
1: depth <laughs> <Bad> to say
2: <laughs> yeah we're not going to walk right. everyone through this is a, okay this is an episode about bigfoot and we've talked about everything but you know emphasis, <laughs> <laughs> emphasis nobody did it butt. on that yeah. okay continue with rusty wilson
0: okay so when he compiles these stories into a book form some of them are about different regions of the country, like Glacial National Park, the Rockies. There's one on Alaskan Bigfoot. And the one I'm currently reading is Canadian Bigfoot stories. So you guys have a a preference on, and I can, what we're going to do is I'm going to talk about like just a quick part of the story
2: and then we'll go from there. Yeah, man. Tell us your favorite. What what have you been in your favorites? You've been reading these books, man. I don't and I don't is there know any, any
1: differences of them. between the Bigfoot actual species in the stories regionally or what?
0: Even in the same regions you get different stories. Like sometimes they're nice and sometimes they're threatening and sometimes they're just watching type of thing. Um a recent one I just read has to do with the Canadian stories, and this lady would take this might have been rocky stories. I don't know. But either way, this she was an artist, and she came up with an idea to fly people into these remote areas in this mountain range and paint the landscape. And then, so she got a famous artist from the local area that everybody would just pay hundreds of dollars, that she would rent a helicopter, they'd drop them off for a few hours, they would paint, have lunch. So everybody's got their easel set up looking at different parts of the landscape, and she... The girl that organized or the lady that organized it and her artist um, pro would walk around and talk to the people, critique them, give them ideas, stuff like that. And they walked up to this one guy who was pretty talented, she said. But in this image of trees he's painting, he starts painting a Bigfoot or a Sasquatch, as they were calling him. And she was like, it looks good, but it's kind of ruining a good nature picture. And she asked him about it. She's like, I just, he says, I paint what I see. I paint what I see. And so she moved on and then the pro came by and was talking to him about it. He said the same thing and they both were whispering off to the side about it's a great image, but or a great painting. But why is he running it with a Bigfoot? And he just kept saying it every time they'd ask. Finally, he took a lunch break and he's still in the process of painting this thing, but he, he hasn't gotten to the feet yet. So that he's like, no, I got to finish this part before he goes away again. And then so I'll get lunch in a minute. So they go, all eat lunch and they go check on him afterwards, the people running the thing and he's gone. And so they're starting to freak out. They walk around this whole pasture area cause they're in the kind of a bowl in between a bunch of mountains. So they, the two ladies are like, don't tell the, the tourist part, don't tell them what's going on, but they're like trying to find them in these bush, in these trees along the base of this mountain. So finally they, they get frustrated after looking for him for about an hour and they call in the helicopter early so that they could do some searches and maybe bring in search and rescue before it gets dark. The helicopter comes in a little early, but starts flying around the trees looking for him and they can't find him. So they come and land. And then the guy comes walking out of the forest. He's like, yeah, I wanted to get a closer look so I could finish. And he, I couldn't get his feet. So what he did is he basically did that to tell the Bigfoot to come out of the trees so he could see his foot and the Bigfoot did and was standing there. And then the Bigfoot did that to him. And he's like, I wonder. And the whole time he's thought it was, uh, the tour group had put somebody in, in a costume out there to help with the experience. And he even made a reference to it, but the, the ladies didn't know what he was talking about. He's like, oh, that's a pretty good addition to the experience and stuff. So he went to these trees thinking it was some guy in a, in a Bigfoot suit calling him over to show him something. And then he, the Bigfoot went into the trees and he went into the trees and then he got lost. And so that's where he was. He was lost the whole time and, and then came, was able to figure out where the these people were because of the helicopter sound. But the Bigfoot didn't mess with him. It just called him into the trees, and he got lost and kind of felt a little weird once he got into wow. the trees. That's, kind of That's spooky. That's <laughs> yeah.
2: spooky for a few different reasons. There's a lot of stories. Like, you look at the stories of Pan and stuff like that being lured into the woods and then, like, you know, either losing track of time or just disappearing altogether. But also, so this dude was literally painting Bigfoot for how long, and he just kept saying, I'm I'll, well, I'll see. But, right, nobody noticed. Yeah, well, they- <laughs> and nobody else either saw the Bigfoot or... Also, he just thought it was part of the tour, like some dude yeah. was in a costume. and
0: Well, and obviously this was a,
2: a skeptic, so he thinks,
0: like I pro- might think, oh, it's a guy in a costume. so And that's what he believes until he actually keeps going and gets to that point where he goes into the trees and realizes it. maybe, And he started to wonder if he was led astray on purpose. But the Bigfoot seemed to be communicating with him because it would step out into the trees. Then go away for a little bit. Step out, and then when he called, kind of waved it to come out. It did, and then waved back to him.
1: Like I find, like I find Bigfoot very interesting. And some reason I'm so interested, like in paranormal stuff and ghosts. I honestly have to say, like I don't know that much about Bigfoot. You know, like all the videos I personally see are ones that people captured either like on a deer camera. Yeah, you know where the Bigfoot's always just kind of like walking in the woods, like. I really I've really never seen anything different than that. So. And they're all pretty much horrible or not good right. enough to you can't really tell yeah. if it's really a creature or a person dressed up or except and-
2: for Todd Standings which is very speculative because apparently his wife was like a master makeup effects artist and worked yeah. for like movies and shit or had her own makeup company. And so they're like, yeah, we know that's Todd.
1: <laughs> yeah. It, also, most he, don't he scanned him. people
2: at the highest level
1: then. Though. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, they were good videos, but they were almost too like, good.
2: Like, like it was like straight on face of this Bigfoot, like high def, like just looking from the trees. Just, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> <And there's laughs> I like need a to see that. Them. He caught a few of them. Well, he caught a few of them, but. Yeah. And
0: they were the, just imagine us sitting this far apart. You could see the facial expressions on Yeah, us. That would be weird. It was almost too good. And it kind of looked like Chewbacca but with better kept hair.
2: But what's weird is some people have seen that footage and been like, that's exactly what I saw. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So true. is it Todd standing or did this dude literally catch good footage of Bigfoot <laughs> and no one believes him because his wife works in special effects? May All no right. right. He's like, hey, wife, look at this story. Can you do this makeup? And she could, yeah, you know. And yeah, there are other ways, I suppose. Do you want to really be a wet blanket? Ugh. I mean, for him, there's enough evidence that
0: with him, you might want to be a wet blanket. You know what I mean? Because he's gained fame from these stories. True. And he makes money from these stories. So that's where it gets, that's where it's a little tougher sometimes. There's a there's an agenda, you know, on there. With this, this guy, Rusty Wilson's book, it's just people telling him stories. And he doesn't sit there and like, was it true or was it not true? There's a lot of similarities in the different stories. But it's not about judgment. It's like, these are good stories. Even if they weren't true, they'd still be good stories. But some of them feel really true. So um, there's another one that I, and this one I think is maybe, might be the Rockies or, or I can't remember where it was from. But basically this, this young guy got out of college. He was a linguist expert. So I believe he went to stay with, might have been the Crow Indians to help record their language before it was lost. And he became really close to the, this group, this group of people, he was, this tribe he was staying with. And then one of the older tribe member, tribal members became friends with him, kind of like a father figure to the point where he eventually said, you need to go on a vision quest, which is basically something where (laughs) you don't eat, you don't drink for like 24 hours. Then you go through like a ritual includes like different kind of like sage or something like that, where that you're in a they put smoke on you to take away your human scent is what the saying goes and then you go up into them a remote area and
1: have an experience
0: yeah and you that's where you get your name from from that experience and you, i
2: am dying of thirst
0: <laughs> yeah and i mean all these people based on whatever their vision quest is comes up with the name that is given to them from that's awesome from yeah. the the that's yeah, pretty cool the you know I guess the past tribal members are the spirits of the, of the area you're in. So, this guy, and this was kind of an issue within this tribe because this guy's white, not from the tribe, but he really relates to him. But the old guy had a lot of standing in the tribe, and he's like, okay, he met with all the elders, and okay, you can't go to our normal places because you're not one of us, but we'll send you. You can go to this other place. It's, you know, 200 miles away. You got you to gotta go through this ritual, drive there, and basically climb this mountain
2: and sit there until mm. you have your vision quest. That, so that's what I thought vision quests were. It was like almost you didn't come back until you had one. Right, and that's basically what it is. He has so like to a stay second in step or is it Well, he that's what that's the point. He can't come back
0: until he's done with the vision quest. And he'll get his name from whatever happens in that vision that vision. Gotcha, gotcha. So he goes up by time he gets there it's starting to, it's later in the afternoon, but he's trying to get up there cuz He only, he doesn't have any, he has enough food for once he has, he's finished. And some water for that. But who knows how long that's going to be. Yeah. He starts climbing up, it gets dark. So he ends up getting a little lost, but he knows basically where he's got to go. So he's climbing up this mountain in the dark with like a headlamp on. And he hears some rocks falling. Thinks he's going to die because there's about to be an avalanche where he's going. And it's a really bad or narrow trail. He looks up and he sees something in the moonlight silhouetted on the top of this mountain that he's going up. It looked like figures, but he just figured he's tired or it's a trick of the light, but he'd heard some sounds, so he went back. He decided to go back another way so he could get up there quicker in the dark. And he finally gets to this place where the the, the tribal elder told him, told him where a lot of people from this tribe go to, and there's like a little... Rock cairn there that helps you know that you're in the right place. And then um, at some point, he's out there like a day later, probably getting ready to hallucinate because he's dehydrated and hasn't eaten. And he hears the voice of this elder telling him to go sit in the trees. You know, so he goes over because there's a group of like the trees come up to this little pasture he's in. He goes and sits back in the trees and he's and he'd left, he had to take an offering of, of tobacco to leave at this cairn. That's how you, you know, basically tell the spirits you're there mm. for good reason. Mm. It's like your little sacrifice or your acknowledgement of the spirits. So he puts that there and he goes and sits back in these trees that night. And these figures walk out to the cairn and you he can hear him talking. And they're like, Where did he go? And another one's like, I just saw him up here and he's got to be around here somewhere. And then it's so they're just talking and he can understand them. I think what, what, he, what he was saying at those. They were talking in native language, but he, since he was a linguist, he knew what they were saying. So then he's sitting in these trees, and, and then all of a sudden they're like, they realize that that he's behind them in these trees, and they all turn to look at him. And then he hears the elder tell him he is okay, he is on a vision quest. Do not harm him. And like they were, what's funny is that when they found the tobacco, they were making jokes about this tobacco. Like oh Holy he thinks this shit. is gonna make us happy <laughs> you know or oh, like wow. they were like ridiculing I'm him, roasting he, knowing he could hear him. Wow. And so when his elder says okay leave him alone he's he's got our approval they go away and then I think his name ended up being hides in trees is <laughs> what he got from that so he'd had his vision quest That's
1: pretty awesome by the way yeah, yeah. he
0: had, he'd had his vision quest and he so he ate and drank water came back down got a ride back to the to the, uh, reservation and everybody was happy to see him. And they, t- he told him his name and then he went to go, he went to, Hey, where's, where's the tribal order at? Oh, you didn't know he died. Like right after you left mm. and he'd heard his voice up on that mountain talking to the, Interesting. Uh, the
2: wow. Yeah. That's a pretty dope story. Yeah.
0: You know, and I'm just telling you the basics of it. This, the story is coming from the people telling these stories and yeah, they're all Not all of them. There's some bad ones too, but they're pretty good. That's a, whatever you believe, that's a, that's a good story on that one.
1: Yeah. That's pretty intriguing. And then the,
0: and then these things talking to each other and him being able to understand them because they're talking in whatever's native language that is. And some of the stories you hear, especially from natives, they do speak native. And there's also stories that the natives in the past had kind of a, a truce with these creatures where they would kind of leave each
2: other alone in most cases, but they kind of, they could communicate. That that language thing kind of reminds me of. You're familiar with like the samurai sounds from like Ron Moorhead and shit like that, right? No, from what? Ron Moorhead. the the guys that were in like the middle of the woods or whatever, and they hear like all these like Sasquatch making noises. And oh shit? no, I haven't. I'm not familiar with that. Really? Okay, I'll have to I'll have to play it for you guys sometime. I think everyone that's listening is probably familiar with this. Um, but there was a linguist, like professional linguist, that came on. And talked about looking into what they're, and he was like, This is an actual language these things are talking. Like, it's not just humans making noises. And he's like, As a matter of fact, like, I and don't quote me on this because it's been a while since I watched the video, but he said something along the lines of humans can't even reach that like decibel or whatever it was that these things were making. Or something entirely different than that. But but for sure, like, like, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was something along. That. So if you're unfamiliar with that, just go check it out because it's super dope. And I'll show you guys. But you'll hear it and you'll be like, oh, holy shit. That is uh, interesting that two people in the woods apparently caught this. And it's like a bunch of Sasquatch making what sounds like samurai fighting noises. It's strange. but
0: There's a lot of stories, too, where there is language and some of it's English that people have heard.
1: Oh, from the Sasquatches? Yeah.
0: And it's not all of
1: it's wow. nice. I believe that,
0: yeah. I've
3: never heard I've of never any before. I've never really thought about that, actually.
0: Before.
2: Yeah.
3: I've only ever heard of one individual Sasquatch.
2: You, did you think there was just one Bigfoot?
3: No, I just have never heard of and like two being seen in the same oh, place. Oh, like them
2: traveling in... Yeah, right. They, uh, they allegedly like travel in groups and families' yeah. packs. Like, they're people, just really good at hiding. Yeah, some people believe that some of the ones people see maybe during the daytime
0: are the sentries. While everybody else is sleeping, they're making sure nobody stumbles upon
2: their 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 plate. That would be interesting. And it but see how smart that is? Like how, right. how intelligent of a creature are we talking here? And the fact that like not just these stories where you're like, Oh, it could be a really smart ape, right? That's a pretty brilliant ape. Yeah. <laughs> but then like the stories that also include like weird paranormal or like UFO elements. Where it's like, yeah, I saw a, I saw a Bigfoot, and then that same day I saw a UFO in the sky around that area, and like just the weird correlations here between like Bigfoot being like a paranormal entity or like a dimension, whatever it is, like, like dimensional yeah, creature. Right. I don't like adding Bigfoot to UFO stories. I think it takes well, away from it.
3: Maybe they're sent here by the aliens just for See, fun, and they're filming us. I would think reacting.
0: Think the history of Earth almost shows us that they could just be a, another oh, for form sure. of species that competed with humans back when humans had competitors. That's not fun. And or they just, just survived un- because yeah. they went away from this like violent filled group of humans that we became and they're, they've been safe. It, it, and the only time you really hear about them is like native American culture that has, or in some South American cultures, there are cultures that have had a peaceful existence. If you go back in time and see their stories, but you know, the at they had to have kind of a truce in all these areas because they could, they were basically on the edge of, you know, destroying each other. And they are like, okay, let's just coexist. Mm -hmm. You leave us alone. We leave you alone.
1: I personally Mm -hmm. believe anything's possible. Like they could be here in our, I don't know. They could be, yeah, they could be in our reality. I mean, I think the possibilities are endless.
2: Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. But that's the stuff that always just grabs onto me because it's like, nobody actually knows. Like we have so many different stories but they all line up within like two or three categories. And so which of these is it, or is it all three? And we're just like, what, what the fuck are we looking at out right. here? You know, well, or we're we just really finding out what we're living in. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. And then you see the violent ones. Those stories are nuts. And then you see that the
0: ones where they're, they're saving people. Like there was another story. I think this one was glacial national park where a guy at the time he was young, he had like a hotel job or something in the area. So this guy is going to work. Or coming back from work after hanging out at this, because he worked at a hotel in, Glac- I think it was Glacial National Park. He gets to this top of this long hill, and in the, this time of night, nobody's going to be driving down it. His truck breaks. So he's, like, trying to decide if he wants to stay overnight in his truck, where it might get a little chilly, or walk down the, cup, the mile or two that he has to go to to get to, sub- to where the next place is. So he's young and dumb and confident, so he decides to walk. And then after about a mile, mile or two, he realizes that it's a farther walk. And he starts getting this weird feeling like something's watching him. And he can't figure it out, but he keeps walking. And he finally looks, looks back and he sees what is a tall figure following him. And it would stop when he stopped. You know, because he could hear it walking behind him, but when he would stop, it would stop. And he was kind of freaked out once he saw it and he kept going. And this was the time of year, probably summer, so some of the glacial water was coming off one of these hills next to the road and kind of going on the road. So this thing was following him like a mile. And he was getting worried, so he kind of hid under the uh, waterfall. He said the, the creature came by the waterfall but walked on the outside of it and was like looking around, sniffing, but couldn't find him and then just kept walking. So eventually he sits under that waterfall getting cold because he's wet and then he's just like, okay, I got to get out of it. And so he starts walking down the road again, hoping not to catch up to this Bigfoot. And at some point he's he walking, he looks up and it's kind of up in the trees a little bit. So he tries to hide and he steps over this guardrail and falls and it's a big cliff. He lands on like a rock outcropping below it, like just 10 feet. But he's hurt and he can't get back up. It's like... Five in the morning, just before the sun comes up, and there's no way, you know, people are gonna hear him screaming because they're just there's no place to pull off there, because it's a, like a two-lane highway or a two-lane roadway. So he looks up, and this thing's looking over the guardrail at him. He's freaking out. He's like, I guess this is it. I can't get up, and this thing is gonna come down after me. And, and he's, and then the thing looks at him for a couple of minutes, and then he goes away, and he then he hears sounds like rocks falling and stuff like that but he's freaked out there's nothing he could do and then he becomes daylight and he hears a car coming by and he starts yelling hoping but he didn't have any he didn't feel like he was gonna car was gonna hear him but then he hears the car stop and he hears somebody get out and then he sees their head pop over and it was a park ranger Hmm. so the park ranger calls in people and rescues them and he's like how did you know to stop there he's like i had no choice there's a big boulder in the middle of the road and that made me go look and see what wow. happened over the side, and I, that's how that guy I got. I thought
2: rich. we were. I, I thought we were gonna have like a Yogi Bear situation, and no. like the Bigfoot goes and tells the ranger or something like that, and the ranger comes and saves the day. Yeah. But no, that's super dope. Are you sure these are real stories? I don't know because these sound very written. Well, they're put very well written. Well written,
0: yeah. Basically, it's a person telling this guy a story. Yeah. And, hmm. and these people are very articulate, a, a lot of them. And maybe he cleans it up for the book. I don't know. Yeah. But like, I want to believe them for sure. Yeah. But. I'm skipping a lot of it. There's a lot more text in it. It's used 10 page stories, hmm. something like that. But they're like crazy on that kind of stuff. And like, these are the nice ones I'm telling you, but.
3: Yeah. They could Ooh. just be a peaceful species and our own inability to get along with each other as human people. We just think everything unknown is bad right true and it might not be bad at all he kind of just been following him to protect him I definitely
1: see why they wouldn't want to interact with the human race good lord I
0: mean
2: I don't want to and I'm part of it you know
1: but you also got to
0: think I've told you the nice stories I mean there's stories in this book where people go either camping or they go off into this cabin in the middle of nowhere and then they get this feeling something's watching them and then all of a sudden come out to the forest See see what we have to show you or come talk to us. Or the store like the sounds where they mimic the sound of a of a person like in a distress. Yeah. Oh, Ooh. that's even scarier. These yet. are
1: scary Bigfoot stories. Yeah, and yeah. then the people go- <laughs> some of these people say
0: are with other people and they're like, Do you hear that? And then they go off into the forest and they never see this person
2: again. But look, that's that's what I'm saying is that Are those Bigfoot stories or are those like fairy stories or, uh, what's the, what's the, oh pan like shit like that? No, these are people saying, I saw this and me and
0: my partner could hear them in our head saying this stuff in some cases. Don't you want to just go rest on that rock by that lake or do you want to go here? Damn, that'd be weird. That would be weird. And then that person will disappear. Here's the
2: the question. Would you do it?
0: I, I think if I heard something in my head saying that, I would not do it. Really? Yeah. There's no way. If I heard something, that, and you've got that
1: sinister feeling, like if you you
2: being the ultimate skeptic, wouldn't you want to
1: know for <laughs> sure? And when the Bigfoot get like Pennywise energy, I know, like you know? that's that's creepy well, to me.
2: But see, that's I also... can be a
1: skeptic and realize that if
0: something's able to talk into my head and make me hear it and feel it. A smart skeptic wouldn't try to prove himself right. He would—that is, there's something wrong here—and be like, "I'm not messing with it."
2: Yeah, but that is—that okay. doesn't that also sound familiar? Is anyone familiar with like like Wendigo or Wendigo? Wendigos? Yeah, like that sounds similar to what they do as well. Like the the land guardians. I've seen a the, little the, bit of yeah. that. Like but... what, I think it's like—it has something to do with cannibalism. Like you oh. become a when when Wendigo if you consume someone else or something like that. I forget which word is. Yeah, if you can but... consume another's flesh, you become a wendigo. Yeah. Ooh, so, like, the, and that's the type of shit they do. They mimic loved ones' voices and stuff like that, at least according to Supernatural when I was 15 years old. So hopefully that holds up. <laughs>
0: well, also, the Kushtaka, which I, we were talking True. about before we recorded, is the, an Alaskan story called The Otterman. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be an otter-like humanoid but what it really sounds like is the same story as sasquatch and maybe people just see it differently because in here in alaska in this area where these stories come from they there's a lot of otters around and that was a part of their life because they used you know to trap them and right and that would they would dam up areas where the where you know this, these ancient natives could fish or could catch fish and stuff like that so it sounds just like some of these Sinister Bigfoot stories where they kind of get into your mind and get you to go out into the middle of nowhere and then you disappear. Could they have just walked out into a dense forest and gotten lost? Yes. But the fact that some of these stories have been related by people that talked to him before that that, or people that saw figures out in these this same forest and then this person disappeared.
1: Well the people who disappeared, do you think that they're eating them or do you think they're just abducting them?
2: or like it could go either way realm or something like that. Like with fairies and stuff, you go to like pretty much a different dimension to like the fairy realm or something like that. But we just
0: on our, we talked about the two girls kidnapped by Bigfoot,
2: hmm.
0: uh, two girls from light and kidnapped by Bigfoot. And these, they, these creatures, they weren't called Bigfoot or Sasquatch by, by these people kept these girls for four years and treated them well. Huh, You know, fed them. When they found out they liked deer, they would bring them deer instead of the normal food that they would eat. And they laughed, kind of laughed at the girls because they were using all the parts of the deer, including the, the skin for their their clothing. And then the girls later on were able to tell their tribe when they got away, the name of these two giants is what they called them. When was that, when in time did this happen? The story was published in 1970. So, and it was related from this native group in Canada to a guy that was writing their, their myths. And stories.
1: So who knows when it could have taken place? Definitely makes it sound very highly intelligent. Because I think a lot of people just play Bigfoot off of being yeah. like a, just a ape creature or, you know, I I'm, don't think they really attach a lot of intelligence to it.
0: Well, humans are really bad about attaching intelligence yes. to other creatures. And fortunately we're starting to find out that's not quite the right way to look at it. Right. We've learned, learned a, a lot. lot. Yeah. We've learned a lot <laughs> from apes. We've learned a lot from our pets Ravens, we've realized that other animals are really intelligent we're starting to get right. better at it. Now we're also understanding more of our ancient past. So they, if there is a Sasquatch out there, they could be really closely related to us. And that could be why get these telepathic feelings at times. And there's a ton of them. People always get, not always, but a lot of people with scarier ones, there's some kind of weird communication and it usually sounds like, or feels telepathic.
2: Yeah. So, I heard this one story on a podcast that this dude would literally hear two voices arguing back and forth with with each other, right? Like at night, and I think he lived in the woods, and he thought he was going crazy, like to the point where he actually either ended up in a mental institution or something, or was very close to being put in one. And like, it turns out, like the shit that he was hearing um, was like, just like pretty much mind speak from these two fucking Bigfoot. But they were arguing Hmm. with each other, and like the only reason he found out he wasn't going crazy is he looked up some of the stuff they were talking about, and he was like, "Oh, holy shit, that's from this. I've never learned about that. I don't know anything." Oh, really? Yeah, it was like the weirdest thing. I'm like, if if these creatures are capable of speaking with their minds, right? What else are they capable? Of course, they could probably cross dimensions. Of course, they could probably beam up and down from fucking UFOs. Like anything is possible at that. But time, aren't right? we
0: able to communicate with our minds at times?
1: Sometimes I feel like you I... can definitely communicate non-verbally.
2: Yeah, and and or expression-wise, the... maybe like hand gestures or your facial expressions. But I can't look at someone and be like, you "How know about what I'm at when you're or... sitting somewhere out in public and you know somebody's looking at you and you
0: turn around." And they're looking at you and they look way all scared. But how did you feel that?
1: That's you how feeling your
2: eyes. That's not mine. Right. But you're still but feeling that similar. energy. It's, it's a speak. sense. Yeah, for sure. Everyone yeah. knows when they're being watched, which is even creepier when there's nothing around you and you that, feel that's, like you're being watched. That is absolutely.
1: True.
0: There's a lot of those stories with the Bigfoot stories where people are out doing their thing out in the wilderness yeah. and they just know they're being watched. You could feel it. You know, you can't really see it. You don't understand it, but they
2: all could feel they're being watched. We'll come down to the kitchen at about mm, eleven o'clock tonight. <laughs> yeah, we we should set up a GoPro in China's office there. She's gonna be so pissed if there's something in there and nowhere else. But that'd be that'd be interesting. Yeah. to see if uh, if we catch anything. We have two Go GoPros in the house right now. Yeah. And we have Oculuses, which use infrared, so we could put those on in the dark.
1: I don't know. That's crossing my level of investigating. Like, I don't know if I could be seeing some shit. Like- but I would want to see it.
2: That would be interesting podcast material, and this we have true. to do it for the pod. With for, the me though, for me, if there
3: is something, I want to see it. I, I think that would make me
2: less... Concern. And
1: if you can add it in where we can fight these entities with those lightsabers, like in that one game, I'm I'm in. This oh, is man. why they don't like humans. You went absolutely right away. You yeah. went yeah. right to violence. No, they're, it's not. Violence,
0: they're all but, around us, Chris.
2: They're hearing us. No. Yes, what
3: if they're friendly? You know, what if they want to hang
1: out? Well, I don't know how I feel about that. I'm Theoretically, sad. a lightsaber is energy, so it might hurt them. Right. Oh, I know it would just scare me to death. If I could just imagine, I could see it in my head putting this thing on and seeing an entity, and I would be like, Oh my God, this is
2: yeah. freaking me out. Too like, much. It
1: yeah. would be too much for me. Like
2: right. Look, w- that's, the, that's the whole reason I haven't played the zombie shooter game yet. Because I, as soon as they I, they set foot in that little dungeon or whatever, and you see the zombies behind the bars, and then you see the bars go up, you're like, nope. And you just take it off right. and you put the thing down. Because like, <laughs> mm, it's scary as shit. Too close for you, boy. I'm good. Yeah.
3: I think it would help explain it for me. Because I think this the scariest part for me is the unknown. Right. It's just not knowing. And I think that can also really mess with someone's head. Yeah. And you know, the brain is very complicated and we humans don't really know everything about it. Yeah. So a lot of these stories, sometimes to me, I just think, I don't know, maybe somebody was dehydrated. Maybe they didn't eat enough food. Maybe they were partaking in activities. Recreational drugs.
0: You know. But also there's a lot of, there's a group of people and it's an ancient way of doing it things. the hallucinating is actually supposed to help you understand the world around you better. And that's why you have the ayahuasca, Mm -hmm. you know, people that go down to experience ayahuasca and the reason those groups have done it for maybe thousands of years is to get into that realm that we don't see normally. But once you have access to it, it changes your world and usually in good ways. And it fixes a lot of things because you realize, somewhat it's not all it takes away your ego because you realize there's so much around you that you don't understand that matters and also doesn't matter to you that you're just a small thing and that is supposed supposed to fix your ego so Mm -hmm. you know if these people are out there like the uh vision quest one where he's dehydrated and hallucinating this maybe he was or maybe he was able to see something that he normally couldn't with his normal mindset.
1: Yeah, he was closer to death at that um
0: yeah. True. yeah But also his spiritual existence a figment
3: of. of his imagination.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Something that he wanted to see and he just it happened but, because it's what he wanted
0: or well, he needed that. We'll I think we're one, we're then. good on Bigfoot for now. We, I have more stories for other times, but those are I can tell one more quick story. Yeah, too. And uh, Christian closes out with a quick Bigfoot story. Okay, this one I know where it happened. It happened in Yellowstone Park because it was near Old Faithful. This couple, probably in their 40s or 50s, loved this area. They went there, I think it was winter time, and they were going to do a little bit of hiking to see they were going to go past Old Faithful. They were staying in some little not a resort, but whatever they stay in there. It's like a hotel cabin. in the area. Well, it was more like a hotel with in the area that they for the tourists. But it wasn't tourist season, so they go walking past Old Faithful to get to this one mine that sits by itself. It had some weird name, but it was a lonely name. So, so they were so, so this geyser was there. They walked back there and had no issues, and then it started to snow. So they're going to walk back, and they'd heard some weird sound, you know, vocal sounds. I think some some banging sounds. And as they're walking back, they look off to the side, and there's a group of what they said were Bigfoot. And they were all around one that was on the ground, like a younger one, because it was smaller. And they were like yelling at it, kicking it. And and it looked like they were arguing back and forth over whether to kill this thing. And so they're like all arguing. There's peop- Some of them are stepping in to protect the one, the one that's on the ground. And the other ones are swinging. Back. Like, so there's a little bit of violence going on whether some of these Bigfoot gonna like basically kill this one on the ground and the other one's like no leave it alone kind of thing is what these people got and then at some point they and they stopped arguing because they realized they were being watched <laughs> and he turn around Awkward. and see these people there and the one that was on the ground being kind of tortured saw an opportunity and took off it was kind of limping but it took off really fast and went, went into the hills up up this up up a hill or a mountain And these other ones are all freaking out, yelling and screaming, and they're whatever's making these sounds, and they took off after it. And then the people were like, hell no. (laughs) They went back. So those people, the Bigfoots were completely
1: unaware they were being watched.
0: Yeah, until they they realized it, and then the one escaped, and then they were after it. Wow. And these people went back, packed up, got a little, you could only get out once or twice a day of this area because it was winter, and there was like a sled that they'd pull or drive Damn. to carry. So they like booked their way out of there, got on that afternoon sled and got the hell out of there. And they're like, we will never go back to this place that
2: we used to I would love. agree with that. <laughs> but what a thing to experience. Exactly. So like, so we yeah. that with your eyes, you're like, wait, am I going insane? Right I, now yeah. Is I this... don't know if
1: I would want to see it twice in my life, but to see it once would make for a really good story and experience. And that, I would be good with that.
0: Yeah. What's funny is these people that, couldn't understand anything these things were yelling or grunting or whatever. Recognized exactly what that scene was because it's such a human scene. Oh, wow. we've all seen images of people standing around or just getting in a group and and yelling at somebody or you know abusing them in some way. That they saw this happen and they, they directly knew what was going right, on. So I
1: wasn't there at first, but now you took me there. That is that's the, that does make it even more bizarre. I feel it, like yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm.
0: So, fun stories that Christian is read. Interesting
2: thought, definitely. Those, yeah, those are some Those are some fun stories, you know. Those are very detailed stories, too. Like, most of the stuff I hear is like, yeah, I saw it out by the power lines. Like, oh, shit. Yeah, he saw it <laughs> out by the power lines. You guys see that? I was out uh, trying to ship <laughs> yeah. me an eight-point book. Yep. Yeah, and so, I mean, like, I've heard some good stories from, like, just, like, the podcast and stuff I listen to about Bigfoot, but... Yeah, those were some very detailed encounters. That is very interesting. I I hope that they're all real. I hope these aren't just some dude writing stories up.
0: There's so many stories, and some of these people are real people, that some of them have to be based on something real. But one thing I'd say is let us know if you want to hear more of these Bigfoot stories like this. Yeah, we could do
2: a full episode on it, season two, if if people are interested in that.
0: And then maybe we can reach out to Rusty Wilson. Yeah, yeah, have him him as a a guest on your podcast. That'd be be sick. I'd be down with that. Yeah, even if I have to fly down and take a fishing expedition with them
2: hey win-win. hey we're yeah. all good yeah 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 we're in this together christian yeah all right it,
0: it, i mean it, they're just great stories and if even if they're not true i've been entertained since i've found his books
2: yeah well that uh that concludes this campfire story bigfoot episode summer break i'm going to try that one more time that concludes one more time for the cheap seats <laughs> that concludes this episode of, of tft summer break we got a, a lovely skeptic share some interesting Bigfoot stories he's come across in his research for this very show. Uh, if you are a fan of the podcast, please consider going on an Apple Podcasts and leaving a five-star review. We love hearing hearing stuff. If you're not a fan of it, hey, guess what? You don't actually have to leave any review. You, you really don't. It's not necessary. I know yeah. you will. We would still like a five-star review. Yeah. If, even if you're like, these guys are asshats. But if you kind of like the gusto that we put into it, anything... Just be like, yeah, they're at least kind of entertaining. You know, it's a good way to put positivity out in the world, too. Give us a five-star review,
0: even if you're not into this kind of thing, and, you, and you'll feel better about yourself. Yeah. Of not we'll
1: girls at
2: SSM. Uh, subscribe. <laughs> please please <laughs> subscribe to the show. And if you're a fan of the no. Um, yeah, so either way, you find us on social media. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook are all at TFD. Nope. They're all at Freaky Deaky Pod. And TikTok is at TFD Paranormal. And you don't you have, have to story, tell the story again. You don't you, have to tell it. What story? About why it's TFD Parado- Paranormal. Oh, no, I wasn't going to. Yeah, I no. This was actually one where I was like, I've said it enough. People should know by now. <laughs> but thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. If you have an experience with Bigfoot or any other paranormal entity or anything like that, please. unexplained. The card is full. Damn it. People aren't going to catch this, but the podcast will. So that's why you should listen to the you fucking podcast. Can it it like a yeah. Um, can I just finish this? Can I finish this? It's going to take 10 seconds. Oh, no I thought CD. you were done. I wasn't. The podcast is still listening. This is why they listen to the podcast and not just YouTube. They get the full story. Yeah, they get the full thing. They get all of my ending. Okay. Yeah, maybe, so they're, li- maybe they just decrease. listen to me.
3: This, this is bonus content right here. just okay guys
2: <laughs> sending your stories to the gang at the com. that's the end enjoy your day have fun in your life goodbye take 83 those take one son